This is Before the Light Goes Out with Catherine Williams. Rachel Unthank is a folk singer, clog dancer and member of the Unthanks with her sister Becky. They've made at least 10 studio albums, all to critical acclaim. They run residential singing weekends aimed at bringing people together in song. Their iconic voices and harmonies have been lauded as the queens of British folk. Welcome, Rachel Unthank. Thanks. Hi. (laughs) I know, it's awkward, sorry. (laughs) We'll just get on with it. So, how did you sleep last night? I slept very well, thank you. Yeah. Very well. I'd had a couple of glasses of wine, actually. My kids were not at home with me. Um, They were with the dad, so I had a a nice glass of wine in front of the telly. And then I went to bed and I remember thinking, oh, I need to think about this thing. And then I woke up in the morning. Oh, so just all the way through? (laughs) Yeah. I'm a good sleeper. Oh, are you? Yeah. How many hours do you reckon you get? Famously. I don't get enough. My issue is getting to bed in time to get my hours in. So I, I don't. my issues are not sleep issues. They're just getting into bed issues, I think. <laughs> but I'm famously a very good sleeper. Although I think as I get older, that's changed a little bit. But ex-flatmates, roommates, friends and partners would testify to the fact that like they could be having a conversation with me and made a conversation I suddenly just fall asleep and then I wake up in the morning I can sleep again it's changing as I get older but I I used to be able to sleep absolutely anywhere where were you sleeping last night in my lovely cozy bed in Northumberland do you like the sort of country life have you ever lived in the city yeah no I have yeah um I kind of grew up in between country and city it's not as country as I live now I went to university in Glasgow and I lived in Newcastle as well and then my partner at the time um, lived in a different area. Adrian, actually, who's in the band, but we're not partners anymore. But um, And he liked to be in the countryside more, so I kind of got drawn out to the countryside. And we used to live in the middle of nowhere, and now I live in a village. So I kind of... I, I can see that I'm, I'm torn like I love city and countryside life. So for me, it's good to be able to be able to access the city because I don't like to be too stranded I like to have civilization but compared to where I used to live the village I live in now it feels like very bit like it's like a metropolis (laughs) (laughs) there is a lot going on in your village there is it's noisier than you would think as well like you know like kicking out time I quite enjoy hearing strains of people and I live next door to a pub and in the summer you can hear people in the beer garden on a night it's I like mm. that. <laughs> Neil's mum and dad lived in the middle of the countryside in France uh-huh. and I thought it would be really quiet. But it's so bloody noisy with like foxes and owls and yeah. like actually, bells. When I lived like in a in a hamlet, it was actually really noisy because the cows in the winter were in a barn out the back and like all you could hear was cows all day and night. And we used to like record there and sometimes we'd have to stop because the cows were just too busy. Like there's definitely probably... A cow on one of our albums, I reckon. <laughs> I want to hear. <laughs> and tractors going past all the time. Oh, I have to stop for the tractor. Just wait for the tractor to go past again. Yeah, it's not as quiet as you. I mean, it is. Obviously, it's different. It's different. You notice those changes because there mm. isn't just a usual hum underneath it all. Yes. Yeah. So my next question was going to be, can you sleep anywhere? Well, yeah, but I think, yeah, I can. I'm a very talented sleeper. <laughs> I can sleep on a floor, 
on, a, you know, I remember once actually being on tour and being pregnant and being doing a gig in London and I was so tired, I just went un, to sleep on the floor under a table. <laughs> Airports, yeah. Again, again, I met, when I was pregnant, I remember we were in Melbourne in, in a studio, in a radio studio rehearsing and... Like, I was just, oh, hang on, I need to take time out and just lie on the phone going to sleep. Yeah, I'm a really good sleeper. But I think as I get older, I do, I, um, things keep me awake more, like my mind churning. And I went camping this summer and for the first time had a bad back for the next month, which has never happened to me before. But I think it's a sign of age, isn't it? No, no, just a one-off, I'm sure. Do you think it's not going to happen again? Maybe I just hadn't had enough to drink. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Camping requires alcohol. You have to be able to flop, don't you? In the... <laughs> yeah. So where's the strangest place you've slept? Uh, oh, I don't know. Um, there's been a lot of different hotel rooms with being on tour, but and sometimes you end up in strange places. In Australia, we once were playing at a conference for some some people are having a conference who run a festival and we played at their conference their conference not the festival and we were in like these tr- trailers and that was quite strange because in the morning the dawn there was a guana a massive iguana like crawling un- out underneath but again it probably had a bed in it so it's not that weird i'm imagining those sort of silver no like just like you know a metal container <laughs> oh yeah i know what you mean yeah and a wigwam in canada like a tent but again it's not that weird is it it's pretty weird. Mm. I'll keep thinking. It might come pop up into my head. I don't know why I ask these questions because it takes me ages to find these answers. Find your memories. Yeah, find your memories. Do you like sleeping alone or with someone? Ooh. I am I am single, so I do sleep alone. And sometimes I like that and sometimes I do miss, you know, having somebody else there to cuddle. But again, I have been described in the past as a bit of like a cat, like I like cuddles when I want them, but I'm not really into them if I don't want them. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I, I miss, like my kids are getting bigger now, so they don't like climb in as much, but occasionally my littlest still wakes up in the night with a nightmare and climbs in and I do quite like that. I've oh, just come, you a, come here. Yeah, I don't even have to, not to be like cuddled tightly, but just have somebody there is quite nice, isn't it? But maybe not all the time. Maybe that's why I'm single. I don't know. <laughs> so spoon, cuddle or space? Spoon, cuddle or space if you have partner. Um, I would go for the cuddle, bit of a spoon and then space, personally. Give me a bit of space to once we're, at, you know, just when I go to sleep. Maybe with like just a hand or a leg touching. So you know they're there, but they're not infringing your space too much. I feel this is very personal. <laughs> I'm letting out too much information here. <laughs> I think you've been very demure so far. I don't think anyone will know the inner workings of your sleep. Do you write or work better in the day or the night? Oh, definitely the night. I'm a night owl, definitely, yeah. Mornings are foggy and slow moving. I think being a musician, just you spent so many years working late that almost your pattern of your natural pattern becomes slightly later than everybody else's because when you've just finished your shift it's 11 o'clock a lot of people are in bed by then and you've just finished working you need time to come down yeah. after a gig yeah i mean you it do. takes a few hours it doesn't does it? so naturally i would like to go to bed at two o'clock every night but like i've got kids so that i can't 
because they get up early and you have to take them to school and stuff. <laughs> Very inconvenient. So I think like to, I've had to drag my natural sleep patterns back to conform, I guess. So when do you sing in the studio? Can you do that any time for a take? I'd rather not do it in the morning, but I have done. But yeah, afternoon and evening. I'm going to record tonight. So nights and afternoons, much preferable to morning. Do you like set nice dim light? No. All our recording situations have been not very comforting in that way. It used to be in our house so um, a long time ago in, and it would be under the stairs. So literally with all the paraphernalia that you would expect to be under the stairs. And I used to have my all my shoes there. So I'd be like, oh, I haven't seen this pair for a while. <laughs> But I did feel a little bit like Harry Potter, locked in the cupboard under the stairs. Oh, then we made like um, a studio. We had a studio when I used to live in the country in the middle of nowhere. We had some neighbours who had a barn and they kind of moved their business out of it. And we had a studio there. Again, <laughs> our, the vocal booth was just in between two doors, you know, like the safety bit in between two doors yeah. with some padding on it. <laughs> so like you're in a padded cell, a really small padded cell. And occasionally you just have to come out and get a bit of air and go sick of being in there and now at the moment agents in our band um house and the vocal booth is in the toilet <laughs> the most amazing beautiful sort of <laughs> folk songs sung to toilet brushes or yeah. or like mops yeah. shoes or shoes i mean we have used actual studios sometimes as well and then do you take your own hoover with you <laughs> just to make us feel at home <laughs> Yeah. I need a hoover here I need a and ironing board here. A CD collection to look at and ponder. Do you have the smell of Dettol? <laughs> <laughs> so what keeps you awake at night? I guess like your normal kind of worries and anxieties. Yeah, sometimes like life's anxieties. Like worrying about the future or something? Just or... worrying about whatever's going on that it needs worrying about at the time, I guess. Logistics and relationships and but it's always the wrong time to think about it, it is, isn't it because yeah. they're a different shape it's almost like the shadow of all those problems are much bigger at night yeah but never tell yourself that <laughs> <laughs> but i'm not awake a rupper in the night once i've gone to sleep that's it i've sort of questioned what i do because people have very definite ideas of the sort of sleep that they have like some people say they graze a few hours here or there mm. podcasts are what save me coming on to that quiet or noise once you're in bed do you have a book listen to music radio podcast no I, i'm usually so tired by the time i get to bed i just go to sleep <laughs> i'm very practical like that <laughs> when I'm tired, I wait till I'm tired enough and then I go to sleep. Um, no, I don't. I, I do read. I try to read. But again, I say that I'm always chasing the hours. So by the time I've got to bed, I'm usually really tired and I need to get up soon. So I just, but I do try and read and that does help, I think, like put my mind in a different place as well. So I like to read a little bit, but I don't always. I think what I have discovered, sound isn't like, so I don't listen. Sometimes I listen to radio a little bit before. But I don't really, I don't have a set pattern really, you know, like even with the kids I have, we have a pattern that, so to get them to bed, but I don't really have that for myself. I just go to bed. <laughs> so you just like go to your bed, get into bed, switch the light off and that's it. Go like, to sleep. Yeah, it's quite boring, isn't it? I think it's really, I really that great. I do need, I don't like total darkness. I don't like complete darkness. So I like a nightlight. You have or, a nightlight. Oh, there has to be like light on in the corridor. In the landing or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's more about light than noise for me. Again, it didn't wouldn't make any difference if it was a city or a or the countryside, <laughs> if it was quiet or noisy. I always used to just go to bed yeah. and it would be quiet. But because he's such a podcast radio, I've kind of got into it now to the point that I find it really difficult to sleep when there isn't anything. Yeah. Like if I'm teaching up at Moniac or in an Arvon. So you need something on in the background to go to sleep? Yeah, to, to sort of just switch my mind off. You can just like daydream into night time. I can just even be thinking about something and then that's it. I mean, I do fall asleep on the sofa sometimes as well. I find myself, oh, it's three o'clock in the morning. I hate waking up on the sofa. Yeah. No, it's awful, isn't it? I don't do it very often, but it's, I'm always disappointed in myself when I do. We're on to my last question. Can you remember a lullaby or song that sent you to sleep as a child? And is there anything that you've passed on to your children? I definitely, like my dad tells me that he used to sing various ballads to me when I was a kid. So I know I was sung to as as a baby. I can't really mean, remember being sung to as a young, as a kid. We used, to, we used to have stories, either read a story or sometimes my dad would make stories up that would just like have us, it'd be like, and there was a boy in it and a girl and that would be me and my brother and a dog. Oh, and he wouldn't say it was us, but it, the implication was that we were in it and they were always the best ones. Um, or sometimes he used to like just tell us the story of the hobbit but from his own imagination <laughs> but he said that he used to sing lots of ballads and songs to us when we were babies well for my own children i was very conscious to have a kind of routine because when they were tiny i took them on tour and i wanted them to feel secure no matter where we were i've created a rod for my own back because well we have a, quite a long routine and it takes ages to get them to bed <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you know because we have supper and then we have a story oh they'll have telly then supper then story and then and they want a song and then if they don't have all of those things it's like uh you can't get out of that bit so but yes i've always sung to my kids and i think there's always been like key favorite songs that we come back to but they kind of develop and change and i you know i've written songs as i've gone along as well or adapted songs to have them in it so we used to sing you know ali bali it's a Scottish song. No. Ali bali, ali bali be sitting on your mummy's knee, greeting for a wee bobby to buy some cooters candy. But I used to teach like early years, um, going to nurseries and stuff, and they used to adapt that, and so so I copied that idea and adapt it to my kids. So it's like ali bali, ali bali be sitting on your mummy's, or it could be your brother's knee or your daddy's knee, and then we go like. Watching Lego Masters Australia on the TV with <laughs> little Georgie. Oh, and so we like, yeah, make things up. And a song we've always sung is um, a song that I got from Jim McGeehan, who's my mum's partner, who sings a song that is in Captain Courageous, apparently, a movie. Goes, Oh, I'm singing this song for the ones I love best, and your picture is tattooed all over my chest. Hey ho, little fishes, don't cry, don't cry. Hey ho, little fishes, don't cry, don't cry. So we still sing that. And then I found, I remember me and Becky like making up a lullaby together for the kids when we were on tour. And um, and then like in lockdown, I found myself almost my own sanity making up a song just to get us through. Do you know what I mean? And, mm. 
And do they sing with you? Sometimes they join in and sometimes they just listen. Yeah, depends how they're feeling. Or sometimes they want to sing their own songs, which they make up. Is this the next generation of unthanks? Yeah, they said they're going to... And once my elder said, when... What was he saying? When we're too old, basically, to take, to do the band, he's going to take over. <laughs> but they're going to like make it like a rock band, not a folk band. So they've got ideas about how they're going to implement change. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, fun, it's a fun thing about the kids as well. I, I'm just remembering something else. I'm saying I'm an easy sleeper, but um, my mum, apparently when I was little, I used to have night terrors. My mum used to say that my mum and dad would be sat downstairs and they would hear a scream and they'd come out and they would find me with my toes curled over the top step, swaying. Like screaming, <laughs> which they said was awful. Like you're just sitting there, nice and quietly, and then. But you weren't aware you were asleep. So it was like not. kind of sleepwalking or something. Yeah, they're called night terrors, and it's like you're not supposed to wake them up either. The kids up because they're not. I don't know. Something you're so deep in into a nightmare, I guess that. You're just supposed to try and calm them down, put them back to bed, but not wake them up and go. You know, because it can be not good for you or something I can't, I'm not sure and does exactly it last why. a long time I don't know I think I do I, that's the only time I do wake up actually going back to your other question is, is nightmares I do wake up with nightmares sometimes but and again dreams I always feel a bit like a sh like people have amazing dreams especially like when you're talking to your kids and they're like oh I dreamt this and this and like my dreams are like the dullest dreams in the world. They're like, sometimes I can't remember, distinguish between my real life and, and my dreams. And it's confusing. Have I done that thing or did I just dream it? Because I literally dream about the stuff I'm worried about or what's happening in my life. Oh, so it's kind of working it out for you. Yeah. Do you ever have a place in the dream that you've been to in a dream and it feels real but you've never been there? Oh, I don't know. What do you mean? Do you? Yeah, I have like this house that I've been to in my dreams about six or seven times, but I've never been to it in real life. Whoa, do you think one day you're going to end up there? One day, if I walked into a house and I was like, this is the house. That would be freaky. Yeah. But I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> I'm a cynic. <laughs> Can you remember your dreams? Well, again, they're so often so boring. It's difficult to distinguish between the present and the <laughs> dreams, but um, I feel like you have that, you know, that moment when you wake up and you remember them and then you forget them. That happens to me a lot. I do have a recurring dream from when I was a kid that was weird. There was a party going on in my mum and dad's bedroom, but it was like a kind of everyone in smart clothes and like cocktail out in suits, which my parents never went to. Uh, ever never seen them in that context. So like off a film, and it would be like a slow fade onto one man who had dark hair and I knew he was a bit evil Ooh. and I, I used to ha I remember that as a recurring dream when I was a kid can you remember his face I remember he had dark hair and like a white suit with a black bow tie maybe I don't know what that's about I don't have any weird men like that in my past maybe it was a film I saw I don't know what I'm on about now I'm with you exactly there and I hope we never meet him yeah, me too. So if you walk into a house and if I walk into a room one day and that, and that party's going on, I know you need to know that I need to avoid that man. Yeah, the same man in that house. We go together <laughs> to do a house gig. Yeah. Maybe it'll be in my old house. Maybe that's the house you've been dreaming of. 
You've been dreaming of my old house that I grew up in, which you've never been in. And we'll go there and there'll be a party in my mum and dad's bedroom <laughs> with people in cocktail outfits. And there'll be a weird man with black hair. I kind of am a little bit relieved because when you started saying there was a party in my mum and dad's bedroom, I was thinking, <laughs> where the hell is this Everyone going? was closed. Yeah. <laughs> just to make a, This didn't happen. It was a black tie affair. My mum and dad are very respectable. <laughs> It became my room in the end as well, that room. The party room? Yeah. Did you have night terrors at about the same time, maybe? No, I think this was from when I was older. Because I can't remember more night terrors. I've just been told about them. Sounds horrendous. I'm glad my kids don't do that to me. Gosh. Yeah. (laughs) I'm glad I've not passed that gene on. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. I hope that you sleep all the way through and no dark-haired men darken your door again. In a white suit. Yeah. Rachel, unthank. <laughs>